broadcasting around the world. This is the Hard Asset Money Show. Your wealth, your money, your future. Serious talk about what's happening and how you can profit. Live in three, two, one. Okay, everybody, welcome back. We uh, we have a, a whopper. Uh, that's a Burger King term, but you know what? We're gonna we're gonna use the Burger King term to take a whopper of a story. Now, many of you uh, have been following a little bit about what's going on in China, but what I've got to tell you on today's show is going to blow your mind because whatever you thought you knew, I'm going to expand it. It's that bad in China. From an economic perspective, their real estate market is absolutely getting devastated. So this is Christian Briggs, your host of the Hard Asset Money Show. Welcome, welcome. We have a monster show for you today. So stand by. One, two, three. Here we go. This podcast is brought to you by Hard Asset Management. We have the guaranteed lowest prices on all precious metals and rare coins. Call us at 844-426-4653. That's 844-426-4653. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Okay, like I said, get ready because we've got a monster show. You know how I've been talking about China, and, and I know a lot of people out there are starting to wonder how can China keep an 8 or 10% GDP growth. Well, they can't, because I'll tell you why. It never probably was that in sense of a real GDP growth. Yeah, they had definitely some massive growth over the last 10, 12, even 15 years that's been unprecedented. You can go back 20, 25 years. When you're starting from relatively a small incremental uh, economy, small being from a GDP standpoint, not people, then it's easy to go from zero to five pretty quickly. Five to ten is a lot more measurable. That's that's harder, but they they definitely achieve some incredible GDP growth. But let's talk about that growth for a second because you got to look at it from a couple different ways. That growth was through strength in their ability for manufacturing at a much lower rate. Their strengths were also in a lot of areas for not just the manufacturing, but from uh, commodities. So they had a huge amount of resources that were available, and the world took advantage of that. The world said, hey, you know what? We're going to stop making products in our country because the costs are too high, and we're going to go to China where the costs are substantially lower. Now, in theory, in the beginning, that was a great idea. Oh, gosh, that was like sliced bread and on a Sunday with peanut butter and jelly, but that's not good now. I'll tell you why. We basically have taken, and we have absolutely positively, we have used China as our manufacturing partner, even though they're not really partners. We have spent trillions of dollars in the pursuit of lower-cost goods that we then bring back to the United States or different countries around the world that use China as well. And then use those margins as profit. Not a bad deal. Problem is, there's a lot of money going out, none coming back. Products we get like trinkets that we pay for, which end up in the garbage anyway. So it's not a great deal. Now, let's fast forward to today. This has been going on the last 20 or 25 years. It's really kind of spit up the last 15 years. And all of a sudden, what we've got now, we have basically China has been utilizing the value of their manufacturing, the value of their commodities, and experiencing incredible growth beyond that through debt stimulation. Sound familiar? Well, it should, because that's what's happening here in America. But let's talk China. 
So at the end of the day, which I think is uh, the day is here and the end of the day is now upon us, what we're experiencing is this as follows. What we have here is a fundamental shift where China built on organic growth from domestic and foreign trade to, hey, we got to keep growing this country and this economy, so why don't we just borrow money, print money, and we'll put it back into the economy and we'll create stimulus and we'll build buildings, both commercial, residential high-rises, shopping malls, convenience uh, stores. I mean, we're talking Starbucks on every corner, a Burger King. They, bought, they, they brought more stuff to China from the West than probably ever could have been imagined uh, in such a quick time. Great. Sounds like a wonderful way of building a business. Not bad. And an economy as a whole. But here's the problem. Yes, they built an economy based on real manufacturing. There is some consumption, but it was all about export, export, export. Creativity there was limited. They basically took what from the West and reapplied it into their own uh, business markets, which is not a bad thing. It's not bad. It's actually quite brilliant because why reinvent a wheel? Only problem is they were building a lot of wheels and they were using debt to put grease on the wheels. And guess what? The wheels have come off. Not a amount of, any amount of grease is going to help them now. So here's what we're looking at. Evergrande, which I'm hoping I pronounced that right. It's how the U.S. version will be. But that's one of the largest real estate developers in the entire world based in China. Well, they're officially going into default and they're bankrupt. Uh, it looks like as of today, and they owe about $320, $330 billion in debt. Now that'll make the largest bankruptcy by a real estate developer in world history. Not this year, not last year history, but world history from time one, day one to now. That's not good. Now, how much of that $320, $330 trillion of direct debt will metastasize into a larger amount of debt? Well, I'm glad you asked. So guess what? About $5 trillion is what they're looking at is the dominoes are going to drop, the cookies are going to crumble, the sky is going to fall in, and the satellite's going to land on somebody's head, and it's not going to be good. Because what we have right here right now is we literally have headlines where China's property market faces a $5 trillion reckoning. So let's, let, me, let me break down some of the stats here. Developers have run up huge debts. New homes, uh, current homes, they're all down. In fact, uh, Beijing is imposing borrowing curbs, and borrowers are basically bulking at the high prices. Uh, gee, let's see, you go from $8,000, $10,000 for a condo 20 years ago to $2 million. Hmm, I can't imagine why. I do know this, that there is no such thing as an 8 to 10, 20, 30, 40% property growth, whether it's China, the U.S., or other parts of the world that is sustainable for decades. It doesn't exist. It just can't happen. You have an artificial stimulation through either low or zero interest rate loans. Two, you have governments out there that are literally doing zero, and I mean zero, when it comes to the uh, understanding of how they need to build the economy. You, you have zero understanding. You cannot build an economy through debt, that stimulates 
through social welfare programs or artificial building of cities that there's no end user, there's no end buyers. But guess what? That's what they did. We're going to break right now for a commercial. We'll be right back. Green energy demand should turbocharge silver prices to $200 an ounce, according to many experts around the world. Silver in 2020 rose nearly 48%, beating the S&P by double, while the dollar declined close to 7%. Hard Asset Management has the guaranteed lowest prices, fast and easy ordering, award-winning customer service, and expedited shipping. Call now and get your free Hard Asset Management information kit on how easy it is for you to own silver. 844-426-4653. 844-426-4653. So now here's what we're looking at. Let's get down to some nitty gritty. So Evergrande Group is the embattled property developer, which many of you all have heard of. It's one of the first high-profile real estate companies to run into basically the most serious of trouble, bankruptcy. And it certainly isn't the last. So we've got basically two parts to think about today. One is the direct result of the second largest developer in China, the largest single real estate developer bankruptcy that is forthcoming. And that's going to trickle down all the way to other developers and all the suppliers and the vendors and the workers and the people that built and maintain and make all that's possible. So as China enters what many economists say is the final stage of one of the largest real estate booms in history, it is confronting a staggering bill. So now there's more than $5 trillion in debt that developers took on when times were good, according to the economists at Nomura Holdings in Japan. And so let's talk about that. Times are good. Let's build. Let's build. And let's build some more. Why not? Banks are loaning. We take a fee off those loans even before we build that first property. We take a fee after that property is built, and we make a profit when the property sells. Here's the problem. It isn't selling. So if you look at the total debt, it's nearly double what was at the end of 2016, and it is more than the entire economic output of Japan, the world's third largest economy from last year. Let me say that again. The debt of the real estate developers in China is larger. Just the real estate developers in China's debt is larger than Japan's entire GDP or economy, which is the third largest economy in the world is Japan. But just the real estate developer debt, I'm not talking about individual debt. I'm not talking about the government debt. I'm not talking about car dealerships debt or the widget debt. It doesn't matter. Just real estate alone from developers in China is $5 trillion. None of us understand how much that is, but we sure as shit know it's a lot. That I can appreciate. It's a ton of money. I just don't realize how big of money it is until you start to frame it and say, oh, it's more than the entire GDP of Japan. Wow. Okay, now you understand. And the Chinese leaders are getting serious about addressing the debt. So they're doing a series of moves meant to curb excessive borrowing, but doing so without torpedoing the property market as much as they can or crippling developers that are still trying to build. But the problem is, again, it goes back to the same issue. The end consumer is saying, it's too much. I can't pay a million dollars for a, a condo or a house that was 20, 30, 40,000. 20 years ago, it's too much. The demand was heightened by the theory of people saying, if I don't get it now, I'll never get it. What they never understood and they need to understand is this, and that is 
you will have these ups and downs. You have to wait for markets to peak, markets to then fall, opportunities of buying at the lower side or lower, whatever that, that price may be in the, in the side you're playing, whether you're a seller or a buyer. If you're a buyer, you wait. You don't try to pay the top, and you certainly can't pick the bottom. But when the markets do correct, there's obviously some kind of a, a value correction. So that's what's been going on the last two to three weeks. But let's fast forward. So now they're saying, if you look at, some of the other developers in China, and you look at like their junk bonds, Asia's junk bond market suffered a wave of selling last week. In fact, last Friday, bonds from 24 of the 59 Chinese development companies uh, in the index of Asian corporate dollar bonds, their yields now are above 20%. Okay, now 20% is like, whoa, that's a ton. Absolutely, it's a ton. It's a ton, ton, ton. And if it's paying 20%, which is a ton of interest, there is super high risk. Risk is associated with the amount of yield that the bonds will pay. If you see a bond paying 4 or 5%, the risk is low. So the face value or the basis of the initial issue of the bond's pricing is safe. So now I'm like, holy shit, this is absolutely critical when you look at the stats here. Ready? Total sales among China's 100 largest developers were down by 36% in September from a year earlier. That's staggeringly bad. 36% drop from the top 100. And the top 100 represent the majority of the sales. And when you look at some of the other really strong developers within China, their sales were down as much as a whopping 44%. We're going to take a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into some more nitty-gritty on China, why you need to protect your money. This is going to be a contagious problem. You think COVID was bad, and it was as bad as it can get, where it came from. Obviously, fingers are still pointed at China. However, we're not talking about anything like that now. What we're talking about is the real estate market that is expected to do a massive correction in China and how that's going to be a contagious and spread throughout the world as we near more and more critical to a major correction. So stay tuned. We're going to be back for a commercial break, and then I'm going to get into some pretty intense numbers here. Thanks. Hold on. Stand by. If you've got a collection of precious metals in United States or world rare coins, call one of our account executives at Hard Asset Management, the world's rare coin and precious metals dealer, and they'll be happy to give you a free evaluation and appraisal on the value. And we can give you guidance on any recommendations that you may need. Free shipping on all precious metals and rare coins orders. 844-426-4653. That's 844-426-4653. Okay, welcome back. So today we're talking a lot about China. We're talking a lot about what is it that China is doing to effectively advert what could be the greatest economic collapse in real estate history, which will certainly spoil a lot of uh, people's outlook on the economy, and it will spill into the U.S., European, and it will go global. If China falls, we're all going to fall. Unfortunately, economies are too closely linked together now to deny that, so it's going to be a problem. So what we're looking at today is you have one of the largest developers of real estate in the world. It is the single largest indebted real estate developer of anywhere in the world, and it is pretty much done. Now, on top of that, another $5 trillion worth of real estate development debt is coming 
uh, to fruition. In other words, it's come and due, and there is no money to pay for it. China can absolutely not pay it as a government. It's way too big. Hell, they couldn't even take the $320 billion that Evergrande was going belly up with. So $5 trillion, it's not even in their, their wheelhouse. They couldn't even think about printing that kind of money. It would destroy their currency, destroy their economy. Wait a second. Sounds like what we're doing here in the U.S. with printing all that money. Anyway, let's talk on China. So then the the only other recourse is they're just going to have to let them go down. Let the correction start. Buy assets cheaper is what's coming. This will spill into the U.S. market. Make no mistake about it. So when we're looking at now the real estate market, we're also looking at what is they call the hidden the hidden debt, the hidden Pandora's box, which when you open it, there's nothing good. And the genie that comes out of that is, well, that's not the nice genie. That's not Santa Claus. That's basically everybody's worst nightmare. That is the, con the conception of the reality, the beginning of understanding that $5 trillion worth of developer's debt is not consumer debt. You can add consumer debt on top of that because if the real estate development market uh, goes down in China, the whole entire real estate market as a whole goes down. Jobs will be lost because everybody knows that real estate in most major economies is about 20% of the GDP directly and close to 30 to 35% indirectly through the when they build something how much of that money when that property house building you know commercial whatever is sold that that money that's that's spent to purchase that asset kind of ripples through the entire economy people don't understand that but they're about to so listen to this and this is what's really scary is what i've been saying from day one china right now is facing a five trillion dollar developer bankruptcy let's just call it for what it is on top of that nearly every developer has borrowings in disguise oh this is the best part so the sector's debt problem is even worse than what you see said one of the uh, most prominent lawyers in china his comment was chinese developers owed 5.24 trillion dollars through various channels at the end of june this year nomura securities out of japan estimates based on official statistics, adding, there are definitively other obscure financing channels yet to be uncovered. Private bonds issued by shell companies in offshore locations have emerged as a new concern. So what they did was, they went out and they said, hey, look, here's what we're going to do. We were Chinese developers. We're going to develop property in China. That's one. Two, we're going to use bonds that will sell within the Chinese market and the global market. There's a lot of foreigners who bought these bonds and will use that pro that money, the proceeds as a means to build these huge buildings, whether commercial, whether residential, whatever it is, they built it again. Government was mandating and saying, you need to do this. We want you to do this. Keep the economy going, spend the money. Don't worry about it. Well, guess what? Government's like, ooh, ooh, wait, 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 hold on. No, we, we, we never said that. If we did, we were just kidding because here's why. So now the developers are like, hey, you told us to build, we built. We, we didn't know that you guys weren't going to, you guys being the government, wasn't going to come back and, and buy our buildings or put consumers in those buildings so we get paid back. But that's what happened. Nobody came ever. And so now this year's escalation of Evergrande's woos have meant that it, its failure to make a bond payment last month, which was largely expected, is now unfortunately starting to, again, multiply, expand, and scare 
the country, both in China, you know, their country, their politicians, their people, all the way over to the next phase of a contagious or can or, or what I consider to be the 2008 bubble times 10 is happening to other countries because the debt load the debt load is so big that just the Evergrande's 300 plus billion dollars in liabilities and debt that has now gone belly up is equivalent to about 2% of the Chinese gross domestic product okay that's 320 ish billion so take that for a second now add another five trillion dollars to it. Now that two percent is more like thirty percent of the Chinese gross domestic product or the GDP. So that means you have thirty percent of the GDP is in bankruptcy default, and that's just real estate. Watch what happens when that goes fully belly up over the next several weeks. And then all of a sudden, the businesses that rely on those economics of the real estate developing market go belly up because they don't get paid. They're, they're vendors, they're laborers, they're uh, people that provide materials, people that provide services to fulfill the developer's needs to get something built. Okay, So just the debt of the developers could equally be as devastating as as much as 30% to the Chinese GDP. Okay, that's unheard of. That, like, that doesn't exist in the real world unless, unless you're cooking the books. The Hard Asset Money Show will be right back after a word from our sponsor. If you've got a collection of precious metals in United States or world rare coins, call one of our account executives at Hard Asset Management, the world's rare coin and precious metals dealer, and they'll be happy to give you a free evaluation and appraisal on the value. And we can give you guidance on any recommendations that you may need. Free shipping on all precious metals and rare coins orders. 844-426-4653. That's 844-426-4653. So now... J.P. Morgan analysts have estimated that Evergrande's true net gearing, a measure of a company's financial leverage, was at least 177% at the end of June this year compared to the 100% it reported to the market. Oh God, imagine that. So they were 177% over-leveraged, but they disclosed told everybody, made everybody believe they were at 100% leveraged. Not good. So it's not the only one. J.P. Morgan estimated that R&F properties gearing jumped to 139% from 123% once the sky's debt was added back on the books. And then Sunak China Holdings figure leaped from... 87% to 138% leveraged once it was disclosed and people saw their books, the real books, not the books like, oh, here, look at these books, auditors. No, 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 no. We want to see those over there. Oh, you want to see those. Okay, well, guess what? After they saw those, 138% leveraged, not the 87%, which means there's no equity. There's no value. It's all debt. Okay, now when this hits over the next three, four, five weeks, and it will start to spill over into the United States, into Europe, into Canada, into Mexico, South America, Southeast, Southwest Chinese uh, provinces, and of course all of the Asian countries as a whole, it's done. 
Like when you look at people like Michael Berry, who's one of the smartest guys I've ever had the pleasure of following, uh, who's the guy that literally wrote the book on the big short. He created the, the, the different derivatives where you could short bonds, mortgage-backed bonds, and everybody thought he was foolish. Everybody thought he was uh, looking at something with literally a glass eye, which he has. And it turns out the glass eye was the uh, crystal ball because he was right. And now he's saying that we are on the verge of the greatest correction and long-term devastating collapse into a depression that we could ever imagine. That's why silver and gold are unbelievably strong lately. Rare coin prices are skyrocketing. Money is being moved out from equities. Even, even though we haven't seen what is going to happen, we know it's coming. You don't have to see everything in a single day to understand that these things can happen a little bit each day, each week, each month to create the net effect. So what I'm saying to you is if you're truly wanting to diversify and you truly want to make sure that you hedge all bets, bets on equities and bonds and real estate is get precious metals and rare coins in your long-term portfolio. Because let me tell you some more numbers here that's going to leave you puckering a little bit. That's for sure. So due to some increased investor scrutiny, some Chinese developers have started to bring some of their joint ventures onto their balance sheet. They have no choice. You know, and some, because in most cases, that leads to a jump in the minority interest. And according to a report earlier this year by ratings agency S&P Global, it means is that you now have pressure on the developers of Chinese real estate, obviously it's commercial and residential, to disclose off balances or off book balances where their main book is what we see that's disclosed but they had a second book that's the book that you're not supposed to go see and that book was all of the hidden debt that was associated with a lot of the developments around a lot of these developers and when you look at that it starts to rise to where these ventures are now 170 even 200 percent over leveraged Okay, now let's take a look at what does that mean. Basically, what it means is we, everybody, we're building a house. We buy a, we buy a house or we initiate someone to build the house for us. Well, we get a loan from a bank and the bank's like, great, that's a half million dollar home. Congratulations, you put 50000 or 100000 down and the rest is financed through a long-term mortgage. Not a bad plan, great plan, great for America, great for America. Everybody... Uh, you know, has opportunity for home ownership. Doesn't matter size, amount. Doesn't matter. It's 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 a it's a pride of ownership thing. China was no different. People there in China, ninety nine percent of them are great people, good people. Love the uh, idea of uh, home ownership or something that's tangible. Problem is, the developer was like, "Yeah, I'll sell you that house, but it's going to cost this much," because they were over leveraging. They had to force prices up to get paid back for things of which that they were doing that wasn't on the books. It wasn't legit or it was legit in the sense of being built, but they didn't disclose that they were over leveraging debt to build, to create more fees coming in. And that's what's wrong. So that's now the piper is calling and he wants to get paid. And they're saying, well, we don't have any consumers to buy. And so they went back to the banks and borrowed more money and they leveraged on top of the house twice three times. 
So the consumer's like, I can't pay $3 million for a $1 million house or a million dollars for a half million dollar house. It's not worth it. That's not the market. They're creating so much debt that they're forcing the market to go higher in order for the consumer to buy it at a substantially artificially high price to pay back all the debt, which could have been fees or it could have been monies they taken for themselves. Whatever the case is, they over leveraged. They didn't disclose the leverage. Sometimes as much as twice as many billions of dollars was not on the books. And guess what? Because of that, they're on the verge of a complete, and I mean utter, collapse. And I'm not talking about the kind of collapse that you go, oh, you know, that's bad. But more like it is without doubt going to ripple and create a tsunami of issues financially for the U.S. and other world countries. So I hope... Everybody enjoyed today's show. I've got an amazing show, another one set for next week. We've did uh, three shows this week. So stay tuned, enjoy. But remember, you only need life insurance, you only need car insurance, and you sure as heck need health insurance when you need it. Do not play the gambling roulette game with your investments. I am telling you, put a little gold, put a little silver, put a few rare coins, call one of our county executives. They're happy to help you. I'm going to continue to to be the messenger of the news that will give you the insight to make educated decisions that are for you and your family's long-term best interest. Until then, I'm Christian Briggs, host of the Hard Asset Money Show, signing off, and we will talk to you in the next 48 hours. Have a great day.